You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live. Next. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome to Black Hollywood Live Next, where we profile Hollywood's up-and-coming stars. I'm your host, Jessica King, also the producer of Fox's hit show, Dish Nation. Check it out. And I'm joined by comedian extraordinaire. What's up, guys? (laughs) Nick Perdue here. Wow, that was weak. Nick Perdue here. What's up, guys? Nick Perdue. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) We have a very special guest today. (laughs) He's low on fuel, guys. Don't mind, Nick. We have a very special guest today. Please welcome, from my crazy roommate, Hottie Williams. Thank you, guys. My pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us. Man, it is my pleasure to be here. No, it's our pleasure. It is. How about we're both? How about we're mutually pleasure? Okay, I'll take it. How about that? That's what I. That's what I always aim for. Mutual pleasure, right? (laughs) There you go. I love your name, by the way. What's What's the background? Well, thank you so much. Um, I'll let my parents know. Um, (laughs) No, it's a shout out to the parents. Exactly, shout out to the Williamses. They're doing a good job. Um, It's actually an Indian name. Um, I have uh, another middle name, Prem. That's P R E M. Um, and Hadi is actually derived from um, Vishnu. Uh, it's one of the Hindu uh, gods of Hinduism. And Prem means uh, love in Sanskrit. So the idea wow. behind the name was divine love. Wow. Nice. Do you ever yeah. like get confused if your friends are like, look at that Hadi over there? You're like, what? Actually, uh, <laughs> I don't have too many friends that say that. But <laughs> if I did, I would, I would really side-eye them like, what did you just say? Hey, bro. <laughs> look at that hottie over there. What? I don't know. Check out that hottie's booty. Right. What? <laughs> I don't uh, know. But it, it's funny. It's one of those things like being introduced. It's like when I say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, my name is Hottie. It always gets a very interesting reaction. Um, guys half the time are like, Dude, I ain't about to call you that. Like that's not gonna be how we relate to one another. They're like they're like it's like I just said delicious or something. So yeah. there's that side, and then women are will kind of react like, "Oh, is that what you think? That's how you feel about yourself." <laughs> great, great pickup line, buddy. Exactly, right, yeah. that kind of a thing. Like, yeah. but then there's ones who are like, "Oh, well, 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 you are there, so you know." So it, it goes it goes both ways. Nice, you know? nice. I love it. Well, as you <laughs> may have noticed, we take deep into your roots on this show here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start from the very, 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 very beginning. Oof, let's do it. So when your mom was pregnant with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. Not that far. Uh, it was a great time for me, though, really. <laughs> In just, the womb. I was just psh, hanging out, swimming, you know, perfecting my backstroke, all that good stuff. <laughs> All right, but for real, mm. you started in this industry at a very young age. At the age of six, you were already familiar with the stage. I was, yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, I started doing theater when I, before I probably really knew what it was. Um, I got involved doing um, like spiritual plays, and that's where my first start was. So back hidden somewhere, there's like 
1990s video of me doing, you know, um, doing these plays that I'm trying to, to recover so they don't get out. But wow. <laughs> we actually wow. have it, right? Yeah. Cut right. you. Yeah. <laughs> Since you mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's something that um, I, I started doing early, and I don't think I really identified clearly, like, oh, this is what I want to do. But um, thinking back on it, you know, it is something I think that, that I enjoyed. And as I got older, um, especially as, like, I was going from middle school to high school, that's when I really got more serious about it. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, I got an agent, was taking classes, and was, you know, actively pursuing, you know, a, a career at it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably where I learned one of the most important things uh, for me as far as just the business and, and how the ups and downs of it go. Because when I started, you know, I was used to, you know, being told that I was talented, that I was good, that I, you know, that being nurtured and supported. And sometimes when you step out and start doing it for real, you don't always get that immediately. Yeah. You don't get that immediate feedback of like the thumbs up, the good job, kid. It's mm-hmm. like, no, next. Well, we'll yeah, don't <laughs> worry about it. And so it was kind of tough. And um, I think uh, after, you know, pursuing it, so young, I really kind of got discouraged and stopped acting mm-hmm. for a while because um, it was just like, this this ain't fun. Like going to these auditions and, and you know, um, kind of chasing these roles and then seeing your role on TV, like, that was my that part. That was mine. This, yeah. So, you know, that kind of thing pushed me away from it. But it wasn't until I started doing theater again in high school that I kind of rekindled. Yeah, it really was like. I rekindled that that love for it. Well, when you were a kid and you were doing it, you've Mm. mentioned in past interviews that your parents were very supportive of creativity Mm -hmm. and and always encouraged you and your siblings to pursue those kind of creative endeavors. Do you think that had an influence on your love for doing the stage readings and the TV commercial work that you started doing? It's it's funny because they they always... um, you know, told us we can kind of do what do what we wanted. They never set a course like this is where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And so once you know we showed an interest in something, they would support it. Mm-hmm. And so when I expressed like, "Hey, I want to do this," like they were right there with it. Like my mom was the one, you know, taking me back and forth to auditions because we lived in Calabasas, mm-hmm. which for folks who don't know is like you know thirty forty five minutes from anything Hollywood related. That's where the Kardashians live. Oh, psh, yeah. You say that now, it's like. <laughs> Like, yeah, oh, exactly. yeah, Chris Jenner. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> We're down the hill from him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's that, that support was, was right there. You know, otherwise, it's just like, you know, I'm stuck in Calabasas wishing I could, you know, do it. But mm-hmm. they were really the ones who, um, who were able to make that happen for me. Well, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of child actors kind of go through this rebel phase as they grow up. For example, you have Miley Cyrus, Mm. who grew up out here, and she is blaming a lot of her current actions Mm. um, on the fact that she feels that she missed out on her childhood, and so she's being a child now. Um, As someone who grew up in this industry, kind of intertwined in all of it, do you ever... How do you feel about her comments? Do you ever relate to anything like that? I'll tell you, I don't really, because I didn't really have much success as a kid. Like, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't like I I had a whole, you know, a a bunch of work that that happened and, you know, my life changed and, you know, um, it wasn't that. My childhood was great, one, I mean, but it was pretty, I guess, regular when you think of, like, going to school Mm -hmm. and, you know, I did, you know, I played sports for a time and so it was, like, a lot of other things that I was doing and then on top of that, you know, I would be going to acting classes and 
going to auditions. Mm-hmm. That was probably the uh, the aspect of my my childhood that might have been different. But I had a childhood, and honestly, I look back on it now like that's one of the things that I appreciate about having having some some success now and being at an age where I can appreciate it and it's it's not a, something where I feel like oh I'm I'm missing out mm-hmm. you know um being at a point where I'm you know I'm all right with it I'm I'm very much able to handle it there's no you know Michael Jackson missed out on the childhood moments yeah. happening it's like it's like nah I'm 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 cool I had that time mm-hmm. and I value the fact that it was some adversity because that kind of showed me that I did really want it, mm-hmm. you know, because um, otherwise I would have gave up on it a long time ago. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. it's good. So you grew up in Calabasas. That's correct. Right? You know, that is right. West Coast L.A. kid. <laughs> so <laughs> growing up in, in, in L.A. or Calabasas, like, mm. do you feel that it's it shaped you, you know, and the person you are now because, you know, these mean streets of Calabasas. It's rough. Are tough. It's tough I'm out there in the hills. by the way. Throw that see? up. So, yeah. so, yeah. East side of Calabasas. What's going on? The Kardashians, they're on the west side. They don't don't come over to the east side. They don't know how it gets down over there. No, uh, (laughs) Calabasas is a really, you know, it's a really nice area. You know, Um, folks go there to retire and, you know, buy big houses on the hill and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, growing up there, it definitely had an impact on, I guess, my my viewing of things. Because I was, I kind of, I went to school and and grew up around folks who tended to be a lot wealthier than, than I was. And so... Um, I noticed that with them, there were a lot of things that they were given and kind of, you know, handed to. Mm. And with me, um, my folks, even though they, you know, they, my folks did well, but not to that degree. And so I had a job when I was 14. Like we had to, when I first started, you know, wanting things that my parents didn't want to get, it was like, no, you're going to have to go. You need to work for it. Yeah. Uh. You're going to go get that. <laughs> go uh. hop, throw on that Taco Bell hat, kid. And, you know. <laughs> Rap burritos. So that's what I did. Uh, so there, there definitely was, you know, an aspect of you're going to have to, you know, go after and, and earn what you want. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Calabasas, I definitely credit with, you know, giving me a, um, you know, a great starting point and, you know, yeah. a great. I mean, the education was fantastic. You know, I, I appreciate Calabasas now, but it was definitely like I was being, especially being black in Calabasas. Mm. It's, it's for, folks, for folks yeah. who do know. <laughs> There aren't too many of us like out two of there. Yeah, yeah. Needle yeah. in a haystack. Yeah, exactly. there aren't so many. It's like my family, like the Smiths. Um, <laughs> like it's there aren't a oh. lot of us out there. So, um, you know, having that uh, as an experience, I got kind of used to, um, I guess, kind of standing out in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just kind of, it's this was good practice for I guess navigating Hollywood a lot of the times because you'll be in situations where. You know, you might be the one of few, um, you know, black folks around, and you, you know, you gotta be comfortable with that. Right. Sure. You can always go to like a Kardashian cookout. You know what I mean? And, uh, so you can feel right at home. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right they got nothing but brothers up there. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Me and me they and Lamar. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> me and home, we'll be hanging out. You, Lamar, Kanye. Kicking it. <laughs> it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's funny though, but as as. I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah, I'll be right at home. But now, you uh, you did theater in high school, right? Yes. So what was your favorite production that you did when you were in high school? Oh, that's easy, actually. We did a uh, a murder mystery night where uh, I got to play a detective. And it wasn't just um, any detective. I I got to... So so at the time, my hair was a lot longer, right? 
um, I had uh, got it into my head that I was going to grow this afro, and so that's exactly <laughs> what I did. Like, if you look at high school pictures, you're like, what is wrong with that kid? <laughs> Why does he think that's okay? So it was Talk like Talk about this... standing out. Is no, it exactly. Right. If I didn't already. If it wasn't enough, I had, like, hair out to here, literally. And so I, I played this uh, detective, and because, like, with the hair, I put, like, this whole kind of, like, funky 70s twist on it. Um, so he was kind of like this... Um, like a bell bottoms detective. <laughs> he was like a bell bottoms detective who had like a little bit of a dragnet, hard nosed twist. Um, wow. So it was like a real, it was a really fun thing to do. And um, you know, I had this like long trench coat that was real like old school. Like it kind of reminds me of um, like Mod Squad ish a little mm-hmm. bit. I think that probably was what I was was going for there. <laughs> but that was, yeah, that one goes down uh, in in the history books for me because that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, after your murder mystery, uh, <laughs> you left the mean streets of Calabasas. Saying I barely made it out, by the way. <laughs> to Oof, get your BFA down. at mm. Howard yes. University. Yes, indeed. So at this point, you already knew that you were interested in theater mm-hmm. and acting. You were already in L.A., which is mm-hmm. already kind of a one-up on a lot of people that have to make the trek across the country. Mm-hmm. So why was it important for you to continue your education rather than jumping right into acting and, and tackling Hollywood straight out of high school? Well, college wasn't really an option. Um, college was like, you're going to do it. As, you know, mm-hmm. my parents made that very clear from forever. So it wasn't a matter of, well, maybe I'll just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. skip it. Yeah. Nah, it wasn't really going to work that way. And actually, I didn't plan on leaving L.A. originally. Um, like, I got into SC and Loyola Marymount and Occidental, and I was going to pick one and stay here. But kind of fate intervened, and Howard had offered me a scholarship, and mm-hmm. I went to visit and got, like, a first-hand taste of what it was like. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was over the course of a weekend where I got to stay in the dorms, oh, and, like, sweet. they partnered me with some students who <laughs> took me out, and they really showed me what this whole thing was about. And I'm like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could do this. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to get this on. So once that happened, I mean, I, I was glad to leave L.A. for something different. You know, mm-hmm. D.C., at that time, it's, and even now, it's a completely different, you know, sensibility and, and, and yeah. the, culturally and the mix of people is different and attitudes and just, you know, you know, geography, I think, determines a lot of, um, you know, what an environment is like. And so D.C. is much more city-like and compacted than L.A. being so spread out. And so, um, you know, I fully embraced the opportunity to, to do something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. it was great. Leaving... Even, I kind of leaving L.A. at that time was one of the best things I've probably done. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, looking back, do you mm-hmm. think that the training that you should, because you studied theater mm-hmm. there as well, right? Yeah. So looking back, do you think the training that you received there makes you a better actor today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's partly because of the training as far as things I did in class and lessons mm-hmm. I learned and note-taking and tests and all of that. But then part of it is, you know, uh, a maturing process. And, you know, I think to be a great actor, you have to, you know, have, you have to cultivate life experience. And so Howard was a lot of that for me. It was, you know, much like college can be for a lot of folks, you're on your own for the first time. And so you're discovering things about yourself. You're trying new things. You're, you know, you're meeting new people. You're, you're doing a lot of things where you're, um, you know, growing into who you're going to be outside of, you know, that home that you, that you come from that's familiar to you. Mm-hmm. So it really was you know, a lot of those experiences coupled with, you know, the, the fantastic training that, you know, really helped to contribute mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to where I am now. 
Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier in this interview, you know, you started mm-hmm. acting and then you kind of stopped for a while. You mm-hmm. weren't into it as much and then you got back into it. Mm-hmm. So at the time when you were going to college, did it kind of give you a sense of comfort to know that at any given point in your life, you could always have something to fall back on, have like a plan B? I didn't really think about it that much in college, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, I was having a blast. Like, I had a great time in college. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. I had... <laughs> no, 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 they don't, they don't call it Chocolate City for nothing. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say. I had a very good time. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, and so... Wait, what was the question? I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> plan B. Right, yeah, yeah. Plan B. No, I didn't think... I wasn't... Uh, I don't think I was, I was that forward thinking in college i wasn't like i I really didn't i don't think i spent a lot of time preparing for what i was gonna do which Mm -hmm. is um you know probably not the best plan i wouldn't (laughs) if i was you know talking to to the youth i wouldn't advise it but you know i I didn't really graduate with a set plan of of what i was gonna do i figured i would come back here and you know eventually that's what i did but um you know i was really i enjoyed myself a lot there and i I learned a lot and met you know some incredible people you know a lot of my the foundation of the folks who are closest to me now are are in some way or or form you know from howard is the number one reason you chose to go to howard Mm. because of their homecoming (laughs) (laughs) that's funny uh not at all, actually. <laughs> and I only say that because I'm, you know, I didn't know about it. Uh, I didn't really experience it, you know, growing up. Word hadn't, believe it or not, word hadn't traveled to Calabasas <laughs> about the, the illustrious Howard Homecoming. I don't know. I missed that newsletter. I guess I don't know. I wasn't paying attention when that got when that was out. Um, That's funny. So I didn't know about that part of it. It was like they had offered me a scholarship, which you know was amazing. And then I went and was like. It Done. just, yeah, it spoke to me. It was like, this is the place. This is where you should be, you know. Um, but now I'll be like, yes, I enjoyed those as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. clearly I think what we have gathered from these past five minutes and talking about Howard University is mm. that you had a blast. I guess if you want to put a footnote on it and just boil it down and simplify, yes. Blast. You could say that. You could simplify it and you'd be safe saying And that. you Absolutely. have also mentioned in interviews you've credited as an experience of a lifetime. I mean, let us in on the secret. Like, what, what was, like, your craziest story from, from your four years I will there? not let you in on my craziest story, <laughs> but, you know, I think... Second craziest. The second craziest? <laughs> Um, what were some it's, of the? It's, it's okay. So, I will. Uh, I'll relate part of a story. So, part of a story. What? Dang! I didn't even start it yet. You already <laughs> giving me the upset. I'm gonna share. Okay. So, um, there was a time when um, the thing about going to to Howard and I think with HBCUs with dorms with dormitories visitation is a big deal. So especially when you're, you know, like a freshman and you have a boys' dorm and you got a girls' dorm. Mm. And you have to check in. You can't just walk in. It's no, right? (laughs) That's what I said when I got there. It was like you're making it so much more difficult now. You're making it hard for me. But it's separated and you can't just stroll in when you want to. Mm. Um, you have to have somebody actually check you in and they take your ID and they write it down and you gotta be out by a certain time. I know exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, given that, it's important to be able to maintain visitation. But it happens, I think, probably every year at some point somebody does something where visitation is taken away. 
it's revoked. Wait, from from that person or from everybody? From everybody. Oh, wow. they'll ruin it for everybody. That's how it goes. It's not like you know, some people might lose their individual visitation, but trust me, there's enough collective action. <laughs> some folks will get together and do something that's worthy of visitation being suspended. So that's bound to happen. And so, uh, and classic like uh, like it would any other year. Uh, my freshman year, we had it happen where mm. visitation got revoked. Mm. Um, you know, and brothers is is upset. You know, because it comes to, you know, it's Friday night, and it's like, so you talking on the phone, trying to have a girl come through. He's like, don't y'all not have visitation? And so this happened one time, and I was like, well, um, don't worry about it. Look, come through. Um, I'll I'll take care of it. And so she's like, okay, but it's cold, so don't just have me out here. And I knew that down in the basement, there's a, there was a side door where you could actually open up and there was supposedly a camera there, but rumor was that it didn't work. So <laughs> these are covert moves that got planned, trying to not only like invite this this young lady inside, but also avoid, you know, because there's RAs around, and we have security and that kind of a thing. So I pulled some Mission Impossible moves, basically, uh, in order to uh, have a, a young lady young lady visitor. Um, and so, you know, that's that's kind of what you the, succeeded. I did succeed. Wow. I did succeed. <laughs> I thought you were going to mm. say you like ruined oh, visitation for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, no, not right? me. No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I was, I was, I was better than that. You know, nice. um, like I said, I'd studied Mission Impossible by that time. So I had, <laughs> the moves were coordinated. The intel was, was on point. So we were good there. There you go. So all you Howard students, Smooth listen. No. <laughs> in the dorm, there's a basement. The camera they, doesn't camera work. Doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, so. Probably, sti- probably oh. still out there like that. But it's funny because, you know, um, experiences like that, you know, I, I took some of those. And, and, you know, when I started, like, writing and stuff later on, injected those into stories that I would tell. So, but. you know, it's, it's I, life can be inspiring in interesting ways. And so I... I took that and it's in um a script that uh called douglas U um that is actually in, in post-production now it's a, a feature film so that that story is kind of infused into the plot and it's based on you know <laughs> the real life actual experiences gotcha now so mm-hmm. so speaking about douglas U, because you mm-hmm. you started this you produced it and you wrote it right and did you direct it too or is no it i did not i did not direct it um we had a you know, I, I was fortunate to have, you know, a lot of great people uh, to help me out with getting Douglas U made. Mm. Um, you know, Charles Belk was one of the other producers on the film, um, really, you know, led the charge in taking it from a script to, you know, actually getting it produced. Because, you know, no one person can get something yeah. done. And so, you know, it was my kind of creative inspiration that was, you know, it's a bit of a, uh, uh, it's, I'll call it semi-autobiographical. It takes pieces um, <laughs> of, uh, of you know my own life, but it was it's it's it was a lot of fun to do, and you know we're uh, we can't wait to to get it out for people to check it out because it's you know a really a funny film that's got its its touching moments. It's got a nice little romance sprinkled in there too so you know everybody Sneaking can enjoy it yeah that's or, that's hey, how romance many, starts many right? a love many a love story has uh, been sparked sneaking yeah. through a basement okay don't don't deny it don't doubt it we've all been there we've all been there mm. so so why it's probably what was mm. like the the main thing that inspired you to 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 put this script on paper and really get it get it made like was there one story like oh my god if this was a movie it would mm. be that it's 
it probably was a, it was a collection probably of like of of ideas and and scenes and you know the the certainly um the uh sneaking in the dorm was one of them but then there were just like characters that yeah. stuck out to me that I was like all right I got to put something I got to write this now I don't know how it's going to come together yet but this needs to be in there and yeah. so that's really how the writing process started was like a collection of kind of scenes that I was like, all right, this would be funny if this happened, and this would be funny if this happened, and we'll put it together somehow. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like that, how it started. And, you know, um, sitting down and, and and writing it out was, it was an incredible learning process, you know, mm -hmm. for me personally. And it took, uh, the beauty of, of writing I've come to appreciate is, it's not in the writing, it's in the rewriting. So <laughs> even when, you know, I thought I was done, and I remember at one point, I thought I was done. I had this script, and I was trying to show it to people and have them read it. And I had some people who were better writers than me be like, you might want to revisit, like, page 30 through 60 and, you know, rework some things. And so it was like taking it, taking um, the time to go back and, you know, revisit, uh, you know, the story and kind of fine-tune it that ultimately, you know, better serve the, the outcome of the film. Yeah. 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 Now you also mm. did a uh, film called Caged Animal. Yes. Right with uh, Ving Rhames. <laughs> with brother Ving Rhames. Right. Yes. So yes, what I was did. it like working with with Ving Rhames? Ving Rhames. Um, he's probably he's an incredible actor. First, one of the, mm. he he's got such a diverse body of work where he's played such dramatically different characters, yeah. and you know I'm so impressed by that because he does them all very um, uh, believably. But he is. He's so much like that on-screen persona. Like, when I'm talking to him in real life, I felt like any second, like, if I said something crazy, he was just going to, like, smack the hell out of me. I was like, <laughs> okay, we're going to keep it real real courteous right now, Mr. Rames, <laughs> um, just so I don't get baby-boyed right now. But, um, wow. no. <laughs> but, no, he was dope. He was very giving in the sense that, you know, me being a, a, a young actor, he had a lot to impart as far as, Talking about you know the the craft of acting, but the the business as well, and he was very gracious in in giving it. You know, um, and yeah. you know, I was very you know naturally when you have the opportunity to work with someone who's as legendary as him, I was very inquisitive about his experience and and trying to pick up as much as possible. And he was very open about that. And um, you know, working with him was it was a pleasure. Honestly, was, he, was it was it intimidating like going one on one, you know, toe to toe with Ving Rams? Uh, a little bit, because if, if folks don't know the film, um, he plays like a very hardened like criminal, yeah. and so he owns that you know very well, and he has no problem like carrying that over into yeah. you know whether the camera's rolling or not, he'll just be in it, and so <laughs> I can think back. Uh, actually, this made it into into the into the movie, um, something that wasn't actually scripted. Like we had started the scene, and I think we'd done it maybe once or twice. And, you know, I said a line, like, I was asking him something, and, um, what, can I, I can curse, can I curse on this shit? Yeah. Okay, and he was like, yo, motherfucker, why, why you talking so loud? Just talk to me. And it's Bing Rames' voice. Mm. And I was, like, taking him back, I was like, oh, sh it wasn't in the script. I was thrown <laughs> off. I was like, <clears throat> sorry, 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 I didn't mean to. But it was like, he kept me on my toes, because yeah. he was all about being in the moment and being true to, you know, um, that character. And so that kind of helped me stay in, in my role of like this this punk kid actually so it worked out for the sake of what was going on in the scene <laughs> very cool well you now star mm. on Bounce TV's My Crazy Roommate yes there you go 
Uh, you play Future, the yes. spoken word revolutionary. That is absolutely right. <laughs> and considering mm-hmm. that you're quite the writer yourself, mm. how much of Hottie do we see in Future? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I think for me, with any role, a part of me kind of gets shown. But with Future, I did have a, a special, I have a special love for Future, and. I tell you what, I've done a, I've done like this much spoken word in my life, so mm-hmm. it's not like I'm. I, I feel like I have a little, I have a little poet in here somewhere. But going to Howard, <laughs> going to Howard, I knew those guys. Like I knew yeah. dudes who were like wore like a mesh tank top and <laughs> was like talking about sister mother to the earth, That's queen cool. beat, t-, and it was just like, oh, dude, are you, are you serious? Right? <laughs> no, snapping and being like, yeah. for real, people, we need to understand the trees are our friends, and when the wind bends and yeah, it's like, <laughs> yo, what are you talking about right now? So I, 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 I love Future so much because I get to pull on, um, you know, those things that I remember and be able to put that, put that into it. So you get a lot of my experiences in, in Future. And so, you know, I have the best time, you mm-hmm. know, playing that character and seeing, you know, the, uh, the stuff that they write for us to, to do and then having a little bit of, um, extra freedom to like add some of those mm-hmm. things that, that I'm familiar with. And so it's, uh, it's great. You do see a good amount of me in there. You do. Are there any parts mm-hmm. of your character in particular that you mm-hmm. relate to? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a very, um, he's, he's very aspirational. You know, mm-hmm. he, um, is looking for things to, to improve. You know, he's not one who, uh, will look at a situation and accept it as is. He would look for things to, to be better than they are. Um, and so, you know, that's something that I try to, to make, have that same kind of view of things to, you know, always look for a way to improve a situation or, or, you know, he's helpful as well. Mm-hmm. So I have I'm that aspect to my, my personality for sure. Well, future is a little mm-hmm. bit, he seems a bit Afrocentric, if you will. That'd be fair. <laughs> my brother. Yeah. Um, he has, he has a pendant or eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What yes, initially attracted you to this role? Well, when I first read the breakdown, like, when I said immediately, I was like, ah, I know this guy. Um, and when I actually got a chance to, to read the script, uh, I was like, oh, I, 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 oh, I want this so bad. Because I know that I'd be able to have so much fun with it. And, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can be, you know, I have, a, I have a real goofy side. And so Future, even though he is as... As righteous as he is, you know, a lot of stuff he does is like, dude, will you sit down? Like, <laughs> go sit down somewhere, please. Yeah. Uh, and so I get to, like, step into that fully. Like, we haven't seen um, any of the episodes where we actually do or I do some of the spoken word stuff. Uh, I don't think we have aired yet. And so they let me just kind of, like, get up there and, and go with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of that stuff was, like, <laughs> almost off the wall, but... Uh, uh, hilarious moments was kind of like doing that freestyle yeah. spoken word poetry with like some bongos just <laughs> like knocking it out so it was... well we've had quite a few of your castmates on here you have we've had Brittany Layla Greg mm-hmm. and now you you guys all seem like a really fun crew like mm-hmm. what is that atmosphere like on set with all of you guys together <laughs> that is absolutely a great way to describe it I mean um, I couldn't have asked for a better group uh, you know I think even though we didn't know each other at all coming into this experience almost immediately by like the second day it was like we're we're cracking jokes with one another mm-hmm. or we're 
having fun together and you know this is before we're even shooting anything this is just you know us like you know talking and stuff on the side and then when we actually got on and on the set and got to play around and interact i think that's what comes out you know Mm -hmm. that's what makes a great ensemble work and you know we have a, a great dynamic with each other like we genuinely enjoy hanging out which is one of those things I see, you know, folks don't always get a chance to say that about people yeah. that they work with. Yeah. Um, so I feel very fortunate to have that be the case with uh, with this group. It's important. It absolutely is. You know, if you add a job and you can't stand the people you work with, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't wait to go home. See, I know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I understand. I, I, I throw a little shade. Yeah, yeah. I, I throw a little shade. Yeah. Wow. I really throw, throw shade over at Jessica, so I throw a little shade. Wow. <laughs> so, mm, Hattie. Quick transition. Moving <laughs> yeah, <maybe> on. Right. <laughs> and so. Since, since you know, you, you write and you produce and everything, what was the experience like really working with Bentley Kyle Evans? Mm. He is nothing short of amazing. I mean, this is a guy who's been just involved in, in entertainment working for years and years and years and has, yeah. like, classics under his belt, like certifiable classics that folks will always remember. But here he is still now trying to, you know, still create, still bring up, you know, new talent yeah. that folks may not have necessarily heard of and give him a vehicle to shine. Yeah. And so I was... One, you know, excited to be able to to work with them Um, and then being able to collaborate and share ideas. And even with all of his experience, having him be open to what me as an actor might be able to bring and say, hey, Ben, you know, if I try this out and having him be like, yeah, go for it. We'll see where it goes. He's I remember the first time we sat down um, for a table read was everybody and the writers in the room. And, you know, after we got down to it he said uh you know this isn't an environment of work i want you guys to come in here and play Mm. i want you guys to come with that every time and that's where we're going to find you know the magic in what we're doing and so he set that tone from the beginning and it was infectious that's cool yeah it was i wouldn't have asked he's been incredible is it, is it is it crazy to be like, yo, I have Bentley Kyle Evans in my phone right now? It kind of is, though. It, 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 it <laughs> right? kind of is. Like, okay. It, it kind of is. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going I'm to holler at Bent real quick. You know what I'm saying? He, I, I don't, he may not answer, but I don't, I don't let everybody else know that. Yeah. Like, I'm going like, to holler at Bent. Oh, he was on the other line. I'm, I'm calling him back, you know. Um, but it, it is. It's because it's like he's been around, you know, for so long. And so being able to be like, yeah, like I've worked with him on a project. It's, it's something that um, is it's a fantastic feeling. Yeah. yeah. So now with five episodes left, right, mm-hmm. in this first season, what can we expect to see from Future? Things only get better for Future. Things yeah. only get more entertaining from Future. Like Romantical, I said. maybe? See, see, I think <laughs> I, got, I got the word that they want to save that for season two. Die. So what we need folks to do now is tune in so we can get that season two pick up. And then Future can, you know, step out and um, really have the opportunity to find his sister queen, you know, mother to the earth, uh, daughter to the sun, and, uh, you know, <laughs> have that romantic opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so we don't, we don't see that yet, but we do have some hilarious stuff still coming. So you want to make sure every Monday night, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time here, 10 p.m. Eastern, on Bounce TV, that folks are tuning in. 
to uh, to check us out. There you go. Maybe you know, future gonna have a, a Nubian white queen or something. You know, hey, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you you never you, you never gotta know. you gotta play you the know. opposite. You gotta yeah. you gotta hit them with the unexpected. Exactly. They don't see that. They don't see that coming. Exactly. You know, you know, should have a little afro uh, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Afro. Should be should be down for call. Wow, <laughs> it'll be it'll be cute. I don't know. It'll be it'll be cute. I don't know. You'll have. <laughs> I don't know. Some core, future's core audience might hate him after that, but um, I, I feel where you're going. Though yeah. it'll be it'll be comedy. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> Speaking of comedy, so I mean that that seems to be one of the main themes uh, on in your in your project. You know, with, with your, your role on my crazy roommate. Mm. Uh, but even a lot of your, your personal projects are, are comedy driven mm. as well. And so, but do you consider yourself a comedian? Not in the in the stand up sense, because mm. I feel like that's somewhere I really haven't taken it to. But you know, I think my natural personality is more given to comedy, um, and so that's probably why you know if I'm writing a project, that's kind of what I guess what speaks to me more. Mm. But you know, almost a lot of the things I've been doing lately are, are more comedy. But you know, I've a, a very strong you know dramatic background. You know, yeah. um, going back to doing you know doing theater and doing like the, you know those classical pieces, doing like the Euripides and you know, Shakespeare and those kind of things. And, you know, it's something that I enjoy doing as well. But, you know, right now, comedy is what's going. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm laughing all the way, basically. Um, and the mic. Yeah. <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> that's the idea, yes. That is exactly what we're trying to do. Um, but, yeah, it, it's 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 uh, something that I, I love doing. And, um, you know, I, I certainly would, would hope to be doing more of but. You know the the drama is there when you know the right opportunity presents itself. You know, brother can get all all emotional if he's got to. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Was, was that supposed to be the snap? Yeah, to go? Was, the was, that, was that the go snap? Was that the? <laughs> <clears throat> Just something in my eye. See, <laughs> hey, you're you're great for a, for a spirit award. You know that right there. That right there. That'll great do for it. A spirit award. See, yeah. I'm that's where I'm going next. You know. <laughs> Well, as a black actor in this industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's oh, a lot I of... I had to throw <laughs> Well, uh, well there's, a, there's a lot of as ignorant people actor. out there. <clears throat> as a black yes. African-American actor. That I am. Uh, you know, there's a lot of ignorant people out there, especially mm. here in Hollywood. Um, do you ever find that people's expectations of you fall into some of the stereotypical categories like the token black guy, that funny black guy, like how do you manage to steer clear of some of those stereotypes? Hmm. As when you started this question with the, as a black actor today, I was like, Oh, it's about to be serious. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I this think is serious. it is. You're, you're right. <laughs> it's all serious. Uh, I think when it comes to stereotypes, um, what I've experienced more than more than anything is what I, I what I see is there are you know types of characters that tend to um, you know be very prevalent in you know TVs and TV and film and when you're up and coming uh, you don't you're not in a position to necessarily say I'll do that role but not that role mm-hmm. like you need to you need to write some depth to my character like you don't necessarily right. have you know that um, the chance to do that um, and so. I think it's it's important to understand what it is you're comfortable with and what it is you're not. So I've played roles what you might consider like a perhaps it could be considered a stereotype. Um, for example, like uh, I did a, a role um, for Discovery ID on their show Wicked Attraction. Uh. It was uh, it was a criminal. You know, mm-hmm. he was a it was a murderer. He's a criminal. 
Um, and so folks might be like, you're perpetuating the stereotype of, you know, black men in prison. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, that's uh, an argument you can have. But for me, it was an opportunity to really, you know, explore an ideology and a psychology completely different from mine and, you know, really dive into it and, you know, bring it to life, hopefully, and, and you know, create uh, a piece of work that, you know, was something that was distinctive mm-hmm. and that, you know, people could kind of feel and relate to. And I felt like, you know, I, in doing that, it was more than just a stereotype. You know, it yeah. was uh, bringing something to life. And, you know, I think as an artist, you got to be careful about, you know, what it is that you, you do and you don't do. And ultimately, I think you are, you got to be able to sleep at night with what it is that you right. do. You know, me personally, it's it's more than just that because I feel like I'm not just responsible to, to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have to go home and, like, whip my mom in the face. And if she's like, honey, what the heck were you doing here? Mm-hmm. What What is this? Yeah. I'll be like, oh, yeah, all right, you're right, Mom. I'm, I was tripping. So those kind of things definitely come into my mind when I think of, you know, um, you know, doing a, a role that's potentially, you know, considered stereotypical or not. Um, but, again, I mean, I can think of, you could say, I'm trying to think of a role that pops into my mind that's, you know, there's a, a potential for stereotype a lot, but I think it's what, you know, someone can bring to a role mm-hmm. to really highlight different aspects and make it a true human rendition. Right. Um, you know, you could look at, I don't know, I'm thinking of, Denzel on Training Day comes to mind, but I don't know, you could look at him as like, just, oh, he's the, the bad cop. Mm-hmm. Um, and he absolutely was. But, you know, when you're able to bring different dimensions to a character, it's more than just oh, a, a stereotype. Um, And that's, you know, the job of of the artist to elevate the material, you know. Are there any roles that you would absolutely not take? I mean, I imagine there are. Um, I'm I'm If you could think of, like, the whole encyclopedia of roles and be like, yeah, I'm sure there's something like, eh, I'm not about to be, like, that that dude um, (laughs) from Pulp Fiction. Um, that was your wh- co-star, wh- Vinny. No, 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 no. I wasn't talking about that. No, 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 Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, I was talking about um, dude who was uh, chained in the basement. Um, uh, uh, I forget what they called him. Um, but do you remember one dude who's chained in the basement with the latex on his face? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Okay, so I'm like, ah, I'm not necessarily jumping to do that role. But I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess... It would just depend on on a lot of what the circumstances are, you know, um, who who's involved with with a potential project, you know, mm-hmm. what's the full life of what that character is, because everybody has, you know, times in their life that are regrettable. You mm-hmm. know, there are things that you may do, you're like, oh, that you look back on, that you ho- hope no one ever knows about or gets to see. And sometimes when you're in a character, those are things that get highlighted. You know, yeah. those are things that are cinematic at times. And so, as an actor, you got you have to be willing to put away some of what those personal um, withholdings might be and be able to go there right. and do so in, a, in an honest fashion. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm game for, for a lot of things. So it would ha- have to be something pretty out there to really mm-hmm. have me be like, oh, nah, I can't even. I, mm. I want to throw something out there, but I'm not. No, no, no. No, no I, we're not. What? <laughs> Holiday Heart. That's it. It's so funny as you said because I asked. I asked him about Holiday Heart. Okay. I was like, "What was like? Yeah, what was the motivation? What was, yeah. what was going on there?" Um, you know, for folks who don't know, Holiday Heart was a film that um, Bing Rames did where he uh, played uh, a, a woman in drag, yeah, or a man in drag. Um, and he was like, "Look, um, 
I wanted to do. I love the script. Mm. Uh, I really like the story, and I wanted to do something different. Hmm. And amazing. you know, I'm I'm proud of what it was. And I was like, well, damn, you know, I can't really <laughs> say much about that because. Aside from if a if a role is not of quality is one thing, yeah. but being scared to mm. do something is something else entirely, you know. And I think as an actor, um, you know, when you embrace the idea of what you're doing, you're bringing life to a character. Yeah. Um, you have to be open to the full realm of human experience and what that may require you to do. So your personal misgivings may not necessarily be the best thing to serve you in bringing that character to life. So, you know, if you're I feel like if you're about it, you're about it, you know. And and if the again, if the project is quality, then then there might be be fear that you know that holds you back. And, and for true. me, you know, I try to I try to let that not be a motivator as much as possible, you mm. know. If you weren't acting, what would you be doing? Oh, shoot. Um, let my mom tell it. I'd be in law school. Uh. <laughs> uh but I could see myself, do, I, and I could see that. I, I might be a lawyer. I could be that because there's that, there's that element of theater. It's so theatrical, mm-hmm. you know. When it's you true. get right. when you get that uh, your opening statement and the closing remarks, mm-hmm. and you know, um, you get to play out to your audience, which is the jury, yeah. and get extra dramatic. You know what they do? Yeah. Got to get them yeah. to believe you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to sell it. You got to yeah. sell it. That's what makes you know. That's what made like for like Johnny Cochran so memorable is. Johnny would sell it, you know. Yeah. He would do the whole glove thing. He had his props ready, you know. <laughs> he hit his marks, and he knew what he was doing. And so there's that element of, of theater that comes into it so much. So that would probably be, I could see myself doing that. That's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah. What has been your biggest struggle uh, thus far in your career? Mm. I think my biggest struggle has probably been... It's, it's probably been a personal one, you know, because um, I feel like at one point I wasn't, I wasn't entirely sure, I wasn't confident in, um, in the in what I wanted to do. I wasn't confident mm-hmm. in, even though I was like, oh, I want to be an actor, I wasn't confident in my pursuit. Yeah. And so, naturally, in that, it was like, you know, things wouldn't necessarily move forward like you wanted to. Because when you're doing something half-heartedly, you can't expect, you know, real results. And so, mm-hmm. I think getting to a point where you know, um, kind of what I was just talking about, being an artist and owning that and, yeah. you know, being comfortable with, you know, w- what that life is about and what that requires. Uh, that was probably, I guess, getting to the point where I, I embraced that was probably one of the biggest, um, yeah, probably one of the biggest struggles. And, and now it's like it, it makes everything else moving forward, um, I think, easier to accept. It's like, oh, this is part of the journey. Yeah. It's going to be part of what it is. You know, this is the path that I'm on. And so... What whatever may come into it is going to be, you know, in some way, form, or fashion, a way to to build onto what I'm what I'm going to do. Gotcha. No, but do you do you feel that you have a better grasp on your career and the industry since you know you're from LA, you're you're born here, and you've been been doing, you know, in and out auditions. (laughs) 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 Uh, You know, I think I think. Starting early did help me in the sense that, you know, I got used to rejection early uh. and, you know, I had the chance to, like, kind of get over it some and, 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 you know, so it's not as much of an issue. But I didn't really start learning about, uh, like, I think the real ins and outs of, of Hollywood and, and the business and, and those kind of things until, you know, I came back to L.A., as an adult and started working, you know, behind the scenes and, you know, seeing what it takes to put a, 
production together or put yeah. a TV show together or pull a film together. It's like, it's not just, ah, oh, I show up and here's my script. Like, it's a whole other world of things that has to happen, um, you know, before that can even come to pass. And so, you know, I would credit that, that the the coming back with, with more of, you know, what my learning was than, you know, uh, when I was a, a kid, you know, not really knowing as much. Yeah. Not really knowing what... <laughs> Not really knowing what the full realm of of what things really were about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you as you mentioned, you've mm. had the privilege of dabbling in quite a few different aspects of the industry, mm. both in front of and behind the scenes. You've acted, you've directed, produced, wrote. What is your preference? Acting. Acting. For sure. That's Do you feel one. that you're yeah. a better actor because of your knowledge of all of the different? Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Totally. Um, I would say, you know, I started writing. Um, I would say I'm, I'm I'm an actor and a writer who has produced and I have directed some. You know, I wouldn't necessarily put that full director director hat on yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think because you understand when it comes to you know storytelling, which is what you do as um, in all four of those, it's, it's an aspect of storytelling, but acting is just, you know, a piece of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you understand the full scope of the story as a writer, you understand your part that you have to play even better as an actor. And you can, yeah. you know, better serve that. And even wider as a director, because you're responsible for the collective. And so, you know, I'm I'm certainly a much more, I think, a smarter actor mm-hmm. and an actor who is, like, much more... Um, easier to work with on a set because it's like I can make it easier you know for a director I can understand if he says you know something I might be able to understand his note better than you know I might have not having done it before um so I absolutely recommend that to any and all like actors out there to do another discipline try another discipline even if you never are saying oh I'm gonna shoot my script or whatever try it out because it'll Mm -hmm. make you that much more knowledgeable and you you don't know what you don't know I agree. You do yeah. not know what you do not know, so you gotta, you know, jump in there and try it out. That's true. And because you you worked in many different genres, you know, we've done TV, you done you done film, and stuff like that. Even done, or you you worked uh, behind the scenes on some some game shows and, and reality TV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of legitimate actors feel that reality is garbage to <laughs> so how do you feel about the reality TV world? Seeing that you've seen, you know, the other oh, side. Oh, I've seen of the it. other side of it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, I'll say I don't really watch it because I just don't necessarily find it, you know, entertaining. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like it's a very, and you know, a kind of a low-level entertainment mm. in, in my mind. Um, so I don't really in, enjoy it in that sense. But, you know, even then, working on it was a valuable thing because I can understand how those, how those shows come together. And, yeah. you know, when I look at something and see those moments, I'm like... Yeah, I remember. There's we, an edit. Yeah, <laughs> probably exactly. like, yeah, like, oh, okay. And, yeah. we, and you know, you look at the confessional and you see how they cut him. Like, oh, yeah, that's not what she really said. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, I see oh, how that they cut away that. right there. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, okay. I, I see how that went. Um, so I, you know, I do get to to kind of experience it with a with a different set of eyes in yeah. that sense. But you know, I, I value the experience. I hopefully would never have to do it again. Hopefully. Um, but, you know, I certainly value the experience of it, for sure. There you go. Yeah. Well, you seem to have a lot of great aspirations. And mm. uh, it's become very clear that you're quite the doer. 
Um, so before we wrap up, we just like to give you a little bit of an opportunity to tell us about any other upcoming projects you might be working on or what we could expect to see from you, where we could stalk you some more. Ooh, it's kind of like your I bragging moment. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you, you haven't made it until you had like a stalker or two. Right? So I'm just know I'm recruiting. Like if anyone out there is interested, um, we, we can work something out. Him. Yeah, we can work something out. Um, but uh, you can find me at um, you know on Twitter and Instagram and at Hottie Williams, just my name, H-A-R-I Williams. Um, my Facebook uh, page is just Hottie Williams, the actor, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook.com slash Hottie Williams, the actor. So you can check out, you know, follow my movements uh, where I might be uh, on there. But um, upcoming projects, again, Douglas U is it's in post-production now. Okay. Uh, folks can visit the site and uh, read up on the film, see the other actors in the film. There's some great, talented folks in there like Tommy Ford and D. Woods and um, oh, wow. So it's at douglasu.com, um, D-O-U-G-L-A-S-S-U, as in university.com. And um, I, uh, I also I produce a web series that's currently online at the moment. Um, it's called Houghton You, um, and it's a, a comedy, again, set at a historically black college, uh, created by my friend Ashford Thomas, who I went to Howard with, and uh, we both act in it together, and it is hilarious. Um, so I've been told. And so you can check that out online right now, too. It's at HowtonU.com. It's just H-O-W-T-O-N-U.com. And, um, you know, upcoming projects will hopefully will be a My Crazy Roommate Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, aside from that, you know, I'm you know working daily right now on uh, writing some new stuff. So, um, you know, I don't have anybody calling me to be on set at the moment. <clears throat> hint, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to feel free to hit the phone, um, but so you know I'm I'm writing right now because I always have you know stories going on in my head that I feel like I gotta sit down and paper. get out absolutely. So I got some um, some new stuff coming in that respect, and um, yeah, I mean I think that's that's probably uh, that's that's it at the moment. My crazy roommate, tune in for that. Bounce TV. If you don't have Bounce TV, go on the site bouncetv.com. Um, they'll tell you. Uh, here in L.A., it's 13.2, but wherever you may be watching from, they have a tab that says Find Us, so that they will list exactly uh, your city and state so that you can find out what channel Bounce TV is uh, in your area, so you can tune in every Monday night Very and cool. check it out. There you go. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, sir. No, really it's, yeah, we, we're done already. Goodness gracious. You Time guys, flies. It does. fun. I get in here hanging out with y'all <laughs> on this comfy couch. I don't feel like I want to get up and go anywhere yet, but thank you guys so much for having me. I, I so enjoyed it. Of course, and you can find me on Twitter at I am Jessica King. Nick, where can we find you? All Just over kidding. the internet. Anyway, I'm uh, just <laughs> I see. She was. She was. Yeah. You. You earned that one. You had that one coming. Yeah. You can find me all of the internet (laughs) at the Nick Padu. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. Until next time. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Dario Kristen, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.